Thank you for tuning in to In the Vine Dating Podcast. Today, we'll be continuing our newest segment called Who's in the Vine, released every Monday, where Melissa will be interviewing different guests to talk about the questions you ask. And remember to follow up every Thursday, where we will further discuss any questions or responses you may have. Please enjoy, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Welcome to Who's in the Vine podcast. It is your host, Melissa Chavez, and I am excited. I think I always say that, but I promise you I'm not just saying it for the sake of saying it. Um, because when we have our guests, uh, I, I know for a fact the stories that they carry are so powerful. And so today is not different whatsoever. Today we have Jackie Rodriguez. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, did you, have you ever played Wii? Yeah. Okay, so you know they have like the audience and they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should have that yeah, sound effect. Um, anyway, so I have Jackie here with me and she's going to be sharing some of her amazing testimony along with um, her husband. Actually, he's going to be the one featured in the next episode. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. But for today, hello. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm lovely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Excited to be here with you. Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, there's no other answer to that there question isn't. that's There's the right no question other, yes yeah yeah so the way that I know Jackie is through the church Greater Works Christian Church we met here over 10 years ago now you're mm-hmm. welcome wow yes 10 whole years yeah that's Ow. great <laughs> <laughs> and it's been um so cool I've learned so much from Jackie she's definitely been such a pillar not just in the church but I think in the lives of a lot of people you just carry such great grace and influence which is quite funny because you're also like pretty gangster so don't deny it (laughs) so she's like the quiet like the quiet mom you know (laughs) and so um yeah anyway hi tell us a little bit about yourself what our audience doesn't know or yeah hi well to introduce myself, right? She tells me, oh, introduce yourselves. I don't like to do that. <laughs> what do you do? No, I'm I'm a wife, um, a mentor. I my husband and I lead the children's ministry here at Greater Works. And um so I have a few businesses, so I'm an entrepreneur, I would say. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about who I am. So humble, I would say. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> well, businesses, tell us. Um, so it's, uh, Beauty for Ashes International, and that's a ministry here at Greater Works as well. Mm-hmm. And I also have my own marketing, um, business, digital marketing and all of that. So, yeah. Which is self-taught, yes, right? Yes. Self-taught. self-taught yeah. Nothing um, like the School of Greater Works <laughs> to get <laughs> you to, yeah, I was going to say hard knocks, but Greater Works carries its own name, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into it, shall we? Let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's do okay. This. So I met you and Josie and Jose when obviously married and all that good stuff. So um but I have heard it's and be- it's and pieces of your testimony and it's pretty quite like extraordinary. I don't think um many people really know the fullness stuff because now we see how amazing your guys' marriage is. But I'm sure that wasn't always the case, right? Mm-hmm. So Let's go ahead. Let me hook that one in. <laughs> dive, dive into that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my husband and I, we've been married for 12 years. It'll be 13 years in July. 
And so, yeah, it's been quite some time, but definitely when we first started, it was not uh, rainbows and all the lovely stuff. Uh, We started off, um, it was, well, we weren't believers, right? um, Coming in, uh, meeting each other, we weren't believers, but honestly, there was, there was some, some working and the Lord was working in our hearts because I had gotten to a point where I was like, okay, well, what are we doing with ourselves? Mm. Right. Uh, we've been in relationship for three years at that time. And so I was like, you know what? It's kind of giving him an ultimatum, right? I had gone to a place where I was like, I had just moved in with him. That in itself is a whole other yeah. thing. <laughs> um, moved in with him in November. Uh, here comes uh, April. That's when we gave our life to Christ. Okay. And then in um, May, he proposed to me. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. And then in July, we got married. Oh. Yeah. So it was kind of like know. a quick fast okay. fasting. Well, because we want to do things right. Yeah. Right. And so, like I said, I, we were already living together. So even our um, pastors had advised, well, you might want to, you know, get out yeah. of there and, um, but I was like, no, I'll be fine. I'll do great. Yeah. Like, and so of course <laughs> the way they are, they're like, okay, well I'm letting you know, and you make your decision, you yeah. make the choice yourself. And so it was the hardest two months of my life. Talk about temptation, talk about all of that. Like it was on another level. Yeah. Right? Well, you're living right there with exactly. him. That's crazy. So yeah. we did manage to not. Wow. That deserves. Thank you, Jesus. That was, that was the Lord. More we applaud. Seriously. <laughs> no, but honestly, even going into that, you would think, okay, you know, we're new- newlyweds. And we're excited for this. We're excited for marriage. And but little did we know, like honestly, going into it, it was probably a few months in where things started getting bad, rocky. Yes, because um, I mean, honestly, now looking back, right, it was it was the whole living together, the whole having sex before marriage, all of those things that had led to to these things that. Um, had our marriage was just honestly very rocky in mm. the beginning it was we were living as if we were still single oh but we were married right our, that's crazy yeah. yeah our um hanging out with friends and doing this and and we so we knew the lord right so uh, my husband i'm sure will give his side of it okay. but it was like well i'm gonna go evangelize to so and so and all of this and or no curfews, like the respect wasn't there mm-hmm. and those things were not there, right? And so, and even things that we were battling before, you know, came into the marriage. Now it was a whole big cloud. Yeah. Things like, um, you know, with, with him, it was his, his um, kind of like the, ga- the games mm-hmm. and the hanging out with a certain crowd of people and all of this. And with me, it was my independence, right? Mm-hmm. I, was, I was independent and I was like, I got this. I'm a woman. Like I don't need no man type of thing. Yeah. Still coming into a marriage thinking that way. Yeah. Um, definitely got us going a little rocky. And then we did. We we um, sought counsel and we got help. And even things came up then with like um, things my husband struggled with, and he'll give you that part. But um, where I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm definitely not going to continue this marriage with that information. You know, mm-hmm. like this is something we need to deal with now. And so I did bring it up to him, talked about it. Oh, you know what, babe? Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. Fast forward a few years after that, maybe like three, three years. And just when you thought that I thought everything was 
good and dandy. I was um, I was working, but I was also going had just gotten accepted to nursing school and all of that. And so I thought things were lovely and and the Lord really, you know, shook me. That in testimony itself is a whole nother yeah. thing. But um, I had to stop working. You know, the Lord told me, take a seat take back, you need to take care of your health because I was, I was in the hospital, Yeah, you know, like my sickness and all of that. It, it got me into the hospital still to this day. We don't know exactly what issue what was wrong with me. Yeah. And even the nurses were like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you dropping out of school? You know? And I was like, yeah. you're the nurse. Can't yeah. you read the paperwork? <laughs> I'm like here. Yeah. Hello. You, you tell me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I just I had to stop. Um, I, I took a seat with that. That in itself was really hard because I, you know, during um, during marital counseling, premarital counseling, it, one of the questions was: So, when you guys have children, who's willing to stay home with the kids and who's willing to work? Mm -hmm. And for me, and we were both in agreement. For me, it was like, oh no, uh, I'll work and you stay home, and wow. we were totally okay with that. Okay. Like, yeah, I for sure I'll work because there was no way I was going to stay home. Mm -hmm. Like. Growing up, right, and the whole scene, because I had family members, aunts and stuff, that, that they stayed home. Like, mm -hmm. my mom didn't stay home. My mom went to work. So did my dad, right? Both worked. But that was never something I wanted for myself. Like, okay. be a stay-at-home wife, mom. Like, yeah. I felt that as, I saw that as a as a weakness. Yeah. You know? Um, not just staying home, but also how the wife is treated at home. Yeah. So I was like, I definitely don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want that for myself. So when this all this happened, I was like, me at home? There's no way. Like, mm -hmm. you really going to, like, Lord, you you got jokes because <laughs> I'm going to go crazy here. Yeah. I'm going to go crazy, mm -hmm. right? And so, no, it was like, he's like, well, I need you to focus on this. You know, and my, I guess even my excuse always for not, like, getting closer to him, digging in deeper and, and building my relationship with, mm. with him was because I didn't have time. Yeah. Full, you know, working full time, going to school and being a wife and doing all these extra things. I'm like, I don't ever have time. Yeah. Right. And so now it's like, well, what's your excuse yeah. now? Oof. So it's like, oh, I don't have one. So yeah. he just like came and was like, <laughs> okay, baby girl. I'll take it all away. Yeah. I'll take it all away. Like, so yeah, that's so, um, but yeah, so I don't even know how to, how do we get? Okay. Oh, we got there. Okay. So okay. in my head, I'm like, Lord, don't let me forget my question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was a lot. Okay. So let me backtrack a little bit. Yes. So one of the first things that you said is, you know, you guys were together for three years, right? And then you moved in together and then that's when yeah. things started getting a little bit rocky. So my first question is, well, you said that you guys got, um, that you guys got saved in April. Was that a decision that you guys made together or mm -hmm. did that take place separate times? No. Well, it was the same day, but we weren't aware that we both made a decision. What? Yes. Well, oh, you know, wow. they usually they say, and this was at another church, like, you know, you usually say, okay, well, close your eyes and yeah. kind of raise your hand type of thing. And, and that's what we did. And, and so when we both opened our eyes, we both had our hands up because then they, they, they told people oh, yeah, to yeah. come down and that they, they gave us a Bible and all of that. And so... We both looked at each other like, are you serious? Like, you just did it because I did. No, yeah. I didn't know that you did it. You know, and yeah, we were yeah. just going back and forth like that. We're like, do you know what? You know what you just said <laughs> yes to, right? You know, and because at least to me with him, because it was a struggle even just taking him, you know, asking him, hey, you want to come to church with me? And mm. so at that time, right, we, we, I, we were both raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
But at that time, I was like, I know I need more. And so I had been going to the Catholic Church more with my sister. And so, but I was invited um, by a coworker to, okay. to church that day. And so he, my husband had always said like, no, no, no. Anytime I would invite him. He's like, no, I have God in my heart. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't have, you know, and I mean, he has tattoos with, you know. I remember that's one of the things Pastor Adriano was like, he has Psalms tattooed yes, on it. Yes, yes. And I was like, what is that? I don't know what Psalms is, right? What's a Psalm? What's a- <laughs> yes. I was like, what is that? I don't know what that yeah. is. But, um, but yeah, I was, he's like, I read my word, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, all right. Well, then you do that. And yeah. I'm still going to keep going. And I, I kept going. I still kept going. I was like, you know what? It's Easter, right? It's yeah. Resurrection Sunday. We saw it as Easter back then. So it's like, I'm just going to invite him. If he says no, then no. And then he agreed to it. Oh. And he said yes. And he came. And I was like, wow. So then I was super shocked when he accepted the Lord. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. okay, you know. Yeah. And so that was that was the start of it. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I can't wait to hear what caused him to say yes in that moment, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So and then you said that once you guys moved in, you went through those two months of just waiting, you know, to be married and all that. I was going to say good stuff, but I'm sure those two months was not good stuff. No. Right. <laughs> um, but I guess my question is, you know, you guys were together for three years and then you say that one, like a few months after you got married, things started coming up. So did you, because one of the things that we talk a lot about in the podcast is that a lot of people have that deception where once you get married, everything's going to, it's mm-hmm. going to be fine. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. Whatever things you struggled with, it's just going to make sense now. And you're going to be like riding off into the sunset together. Right. Did you fall into that too? Or did you have like, or did you just not know that these were actual problems going on? No, I fell into that too. I didn't know that these problems were happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know, you know, some addictions that were happening. And, and because some addictions are so um, acceptable, socially yeah. acceptable, right? And so I didn't know that it was an actual problem mm-hmm. until you got, you know, you live with them. Yeah. And now it's like, wait, you do this like for fun by yourself. That's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's yeah. not normal. Yeah. So yeah, I, I went into it like thinking everything was fine, but now looking back, I'm like, absolutely not. You know, yeah. we, I mean, we're, we're kind of living in a culture where it's like, oh, try it out, you know, test mm-hmm. it out, like have, you know living together before marriage or having sex before marriage and stuff like that like try it out you know um that was definitely my my thought like yeah try it out yeah you don't know where it's gonna be you know you don't know who he is that type of stuff and um and that was the biggest lie that the enemy you know has has convinced people yeah that that's the way to do it yeah and i mean in our society period right i mean now you can on amazon try out the clothes before you buy yes yeah like i mean i, I can see it can be a good thing yeah, like but cool but it's just it's everywhere yeah. try it out before you commit try it out before you do this that's a good point yeah. and it's like no no you're saving yourself mm-hmm. for for your husband and your wife for a reason the, the word says it yeah. for a reason stay pure right mm-hmm. And that's because you're saving yourself from a lot of hurt. Yes. A lot of the soul ties, mm-hmm. even years later, oh, so many soul ties we had to break. Yeah. So many, you know, it's it's honestly the, the fantasy person you, you created. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a fantasy person. I Like, oh, I'm going to marry, I married this guy, this beautiful guy and this and that. It's like, that's not even a reality. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, and your your expectations are shot. And yeah. so now you're like, great, my life sucks. And there you go. Yeah. And I, and I love that you're saying that because one of the things that, and it's going to sound really funny, but it's actually been like something pretty daunting to me that I've started experiencing. It's like, you know, we think about, at, at least as a single woman, like I think about, you know, actually meeting the person and going through that courtship and all that. And then I think about it, it's like, oh, wait, like there's an actual lifetime. <laughs> there's yes. an actual lifetime yes. that I'm going to have to have with this yes. person. It's yes. not just the dating and all yes. that. Like, and I think um, because going through the courting is very difficult, yeah. to be quite honest, like doing it the godly way and all that, like yeah. it presents its own challenges. But um, and so but now that I'm seeing it like, no, there's an entire year, like there's an entire lifetime that you're going to be with this person like. Six months is nothing right. in comparison to that, you know. Right. So I love that you're saying that because I think we we put too much weight on the process, not understanding that it's either avoiding or setting you up for something great, right? Right. right. And so um, now I want to talk a little bit about uh, this is not in the notes, but I think it, it it's really because you broke through this a lot, like as far as like the independent woman and all that good stuff. I think that the cultural emphasis that there is on that, right? I know mm -hmm. that, like you said, like you had that, that that was your thing. How did you, I know that you said that the Lord like took those things from you, right? But at, at the end of the day, you had to choose to be obedient. Mm -hmm. Like now that you're, um, now that you're on the other side of it, right? And you see the contrast of Jackie independent and Jackie interdependent mm -hmm. um, and dependent on the Lord, depending on your husband, like, what obviously you're gonna say that this this is better, right? <laughs> but how how was this process for you? Like, what was the hard thing? What was a good thing? Like, tell me about that. It was really hard. It was it was the surrendering control. Mm. It ultimately was the control. I was controlling my my destiny ultimately, yeah. my everything. Because growing up, I had right a whole like, okay, at this age I want this, and at this age I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that, and I was I was going for it, wow. and that's what I was, and and so I was like, and nobody's gonna stop me, mm -hmm. right? Actually, people telling me you can't do that motivated me to mm. even do it more, all for the wrong reasons, right? My motivations were all yeah. wrong reasons to prove someone wrong, mm -hmm. but um, but ultimately it was yeah, it was it was that, but. So I kind of just want to go back to what you mentioned about um, even like courting, right? And you're like been courting for six months and you're just like, wow, this is six months. But wow, you know, like, no, this can be forever, like yeah. a forever relationship. Right. And so, yeah, it is a forever relationship. I was I was always honestly growing up. I was always so afraid of the concept of marriage. Yeah. Right. And I was like, how can I be with someone for the rest of my life? Like I couldn't comprehend that. I could not understand like forever like am I not gonna get you know tired of this person yeah. like how how do you grow into love like how do you uh, love this person like every year and after yeah. year after year especially like the marriages around me you know uncles aunts my own parents and stuff it's like you see those those um examples and it's like I don't want that for myself right. like that's not fun. Yeah. Where is the joy in in a marriage covenant, a marriage relationship, right? Like, right. That's not just like, oh, you know, just I guess the bragging rights of, of right. wow, I'm married for so long, you know, yeah. and just like being in, in this, like I've seen a lot of marriages where they've been married for 20, 30, 40 years. And I'm like, that's sad. Yeah. Because they don't even get along well. Exactly. That, yeah, that's one of the things that we constantly say. It's like longevity doesn't mean that it's a healthy marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was something I wanted to bring up. Um, but also even um, 
dealing with your stuff before getting married, right? Because a lot of the stuff that we had really didn't manifest themselves into marriage mm. because there's no, there's no back door. There's no, once you're married, you're committed. Right. This is it. I'm yeah. going nowhere. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Least, it. Yeah. yeah. So now you're like, wow, I have to be vulnerable. I have to open myself to this person. Yeah. Right. And, and going back to the interde interdependence and being, I was independent. So for me is being vulnerable and to this man. I mean, even, hello, I married this man. Yeah. Right. But I didn't even know what that looked like. Right. What did it, what does it look like to be vulnerable and open? And I thought, hey, we're married. We love each other, you know, intimate, you yeah. know, and stuff like that being. Because um, that's what people think vulnerability is kind of, yes, right? Yes. But yes. in reality, when you make it, when you've made it into such a transaction, that just becomes a transaction. Exactly. It's kind of, I think a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, a lot of people would rather give that first and only because yes. that, it's like, well, I've given you this. Exactly. Like, why do you want my emotions and everything? Exactly. You know what I mean? You're like, right on. And that's how I was. And that was for me. That was for me too. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, even why I, I, I gave my husband even the, the like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll try it, you know, is as not not sexual or anything, yeah. but like, okay, I'll give it a shot because honestly, when I met him, he wasn't my type. Mm. He was not my type. I mean, now I love my husband. He's right. so handsome. I love him. Can't really. picture your life I really with do. Else, yeah. But honestly, like at that time, that wasn't my type, right? Yeah. You know, um, bald tattoos and Hispanic and and this like that wasn't. So, but what caught my attention with him was his heart, like. Wow, you actually care about me? Mm. You don't want me just in bed? Like that wasn't no yeah. good, you know? Yeah. That's and so weird. I was like, like what's your angle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, you actually want to get to know me. Mm -hmm. You know? And so that was huge for me at that time where I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. You wow. know, and so that's why I like tell, tell my friends, I get your <laughs> list. I understand your list. I get it. Like, this is what I want, and the man, da 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 da. Yeah. But also be ready for someone that you are not. Jackie. I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with you 100%. It's true. Yeah, it's I agree. so true. Um, because when you least expect it, you know, he's going to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come. And, and honestly, I, I didn't expect it. I was going to babysit when I met my husband. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a babysitting trip. Okay. I was, I was hired to babysit. <laughs> My nieces and nephews, and that's where I met my How old were you at this time? I was 19. 19. Yes, he okay. got me very young. Oof, wait, how old, are, how old is Josie? He's very not young. <laughs> he <laughs> was not 19. He's not, he was not 19. <laughs> he was actually, I think he just had just turned 26. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Boaz. So <laughs> yes, yes, he got me young. But, um, so yeah, so that's where. Okay. That's also <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, let's see, where do I want to go with this? Because we've kind of veered off I know, <laughs> from my so said question. I'm sorry. But no, it's, I, I think I love it. Well, I don't think. I absolutely love it because I haven't had um, anybody, as far as I can remember, obviously, yeah, like there's been glimpses of like the independence and stuff and all that. But I think especially what we're trying to um, come against with the podcast and what we're doing is that independent mindset, right? Because I think we do that to ourselves as a disservice where it's like, well, I'm going to do this no matter what and blah, blah, blah. Not understanding that um, 
it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay yeah. to depend on people as so long as it's the right person, right? right? And so one of the things that you just mentioned was that you had to learn to be vulnerable once you were married. Do you think there could have been steps um, that you could have taken before marriage be, while you guys were dating in order to exercise that vulnerability or was it not important to you in that moment? Like what was vulnerability in that moment? Honestly, I didn't even know the meaning of vulnerability. Mm. Like I didn't even know the word. Honestly, I'm like, wow. When... The first time I really heard why I would I should say it highlighted and it was kind yeah. of like oh, was when we were in counseling because mm. our marriage was falling apart. That was this was the second time. Okay, the first time was like in the beginning of our yeah. uh, marriage, and then this other time was in the middle of it. Um, it was when I was in, in counseling, mm. and and there was this lady in the group counseling, and she was like, you know, I um, I love this lady. It was Brittany Brown. Mm -hmm. No idea. And so she's had, she's a, I think she's a psychologist of some sort, but okay. she's done her, all her studies on vulnerability. Oh. Vulnerability. Like that's it. Okay. okay. The word. So when I heard that, I listened to her and everything and I was just like, that's my issue. Mm. That's why I can't open up to him. That's why I, I do, I withhold, I withdraw because it, At, at that time, the counselor was, the psychologist had told me, you have this, this, this. And I was like, I don't do that. Because he's like, you intentionally withhold spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And I was like, well, I can see physically sometimes, yeah, because when I'm angry, I won't get, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, I was like, I don't do that intentionally. He's like, yeah, let me show you how. Ooh. And then when he said, you know, you withhold um, you, praise, you withhold mm -hmm. um, you control money, mm -hmm. you know, you... Um, Just all of these, it was like 10 different things, right? And I was like, yeah, I do I do all of that. Yeah. But I was like, I intentionally don't do that. Yeah, you just, But it's, it's like, just it's the way you're action. wired. It's yeah. the way, it's the inner yeah. being, right? My inner. And at this time, when all of this happened, I had just, um, I had just kind of like, I guess, surrendered this issue with the Lord, um, not just my marriage, but even personal things that I that had happened to me growing up mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll take it to my grave. Like nobody needs to know yeah. this, right? Like, that's fine. I'll just, yeah. it hasn't affected me where I was like, no, it very much did affect me. Yeah. I was bitter, angry growing up. I was a bully and all of this, me thinking that that's just who I was. Yeah. But it's like, no, it was these, these issues, these things that happened to me that formed me yeah. in that way. So I, that had a lot to do with me going into the marriage. Mm -hmm. I brought all of those things along, mm -hmm. you know, and not just that, even my upbringing and what I saw in my, in my, in my household, my parents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My dad was there, but he wasn't present. Right. Yeah. He provided, yeah. but that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the bare minimum. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, well, Yeah, and it's hard because you're fighting against culture, you're fighting against your own personal experiences, and you're trying to, one of the things that, even at my job that I'm trying to, like, um, build a bridge with is, you know, like, the first generation people, um, mm -hmm. it's like you're learning how to incorporate your your culture along with this new culture, yes. and at the same time, bringing your own identity, Yes, and so that's very difficult, yeah. and then now, you have these three things, and now you're adding... Christianity. Yes. Now you're adding wanting to serve the Lord right. and never having had like a an example that you can follow that to the T, right? Right. Like, obviously, we all have our own experiences and stuff, but when you're the first one doing it, it's like, yeah, praise God, because there's the grace and there's the mercy, but there's also like 
a lot of concrete floor that you have to break through. For sure. And so um, I love it. And I even love what you said about, you know, uh, how you how you touched on like it wasn't who you would have picked. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But you were looking at the heart. And I yeah. think even um, even when we're like in serving the Lord or not serving the Lord, I think there's some sort of intuition there to know, yeah. like, this person really is good for my benefit or not. And just because there's rough patches, because I don't, we don't want to like um, say that it's all going to be, like you said, like the rainbows and butterflies, like especially in Christianity, I think we have like this wrong idea that when the person that God has for you comes into your life, all of a sudden like angels are going to come down, yeah, yeah. little fat little babies just like lying around. <laughs> like, it, it yeah. does, like keep it as not, it doesn't work like right. that. Like there's real life people right. that are incorporating their lives together. Yeah. And so I love that you touched on that because I think for women and men alike, there there has to be like that facade being broken because mm -hmm. we, and I can say this like, because we talk about it all the time, mm -hmm. like we base um, who we choose and who we give our attention to on the wrong things. Like mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's not important to be attracted to right. somebody, but at the end of the day, like um, it's the actions and the heart that really create that connection, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Let me try to see if we can <laughs> bring <laughs> it back. back in. Yes. Bring so, it back in. Let's see. All right. So with all of this in mind um, and seeing the story of your own marriage, what is your go-to piece of advice for um, women that are single and who desire to be married one day? Um, honestly, it's the uh, definitely getting a mentor, right? Um being plugged in to a church community of people. Uh, but honestly, learn, learn to communicate. Mm. Um, learn to communicate because this is something that everyone gives, like the advice that everyone gives at a bridal shower or a wedding, right? Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you communicate. But the thing is, they don't tell you how. Yes. There's a way to communicate. Yeah. Not just because I love to talk or he loves to talk or whatever that, oh, we're good because we love to talk and we love to hash things yeah. out or, or whatever. Or, you know, we balance each other out because he doesn't talk and, or she doesn't <laughs> talk or, but she, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, there's a way to communicate. Yeah. You know, there's a way, um, to do that. And, and I love first Peter three and it talks about the, the wife and the, and the husband role. And so, I love how that that gives you like perspective. Women, don't worry about your outer appearance and mm -hmm. all of this, right? Focus on your inner, mm -hmm. on your inner. It's your character. Yeah. Focus on that spirit because, and you don't know something. We don't know what's in there into the adversity, until yeah. adversary comes, adversity, adverse, adversity, adversity yeah. comes <laughs> um, into those issues come. How is that you're going to respond? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, get into the community because then you start building relationships with people. You start getting into situations and really test it. Those things test you yeah. where you're at. Yes, absolutely. Where you're at because we can say like, oh, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you know, I would not I would not do that because ABC. But it's like you don't know until you're... Until you know. Until you know. Yeah. And I so those are the things. Agree. Yeah, those are the things where you're just like, okay, well, I need to, um, I need to watch out for. Yeah. And honestly selfless being selfless yeah and and serving yeah um do that and and do it unto the lord yes. you have colossians right yeah do it unto god mm -hmm. 
the moment we do it to for someone, oh, I'm just gonna be sweet and nice and yeah. do this to someone, like that's already yeah, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable at, at all, all. Yeah. at all. Because now you're pleasing man, mm-hmm. right? You want the applause of man, and you want all of this and that. Yeah. So and don't expect anything in return. Yeah. Don't expect the kudos. Don't expect anything. You're doing unto the Lord. Like you're building your riches up there. Yeah. Right. Your crown is going to be a big one yeah. up there, you know, but, <laughs> but because that all affects you. Yeah. And I think that's really good because, uh, coming against like the applause of men and everything, I think that that's even such a key, um, tool that you can have in your belt when it comes to your marriage. Because exactly. like the things that you do for one another, they're not always going to be noticed, right? It's not always going to be like, for example, if, I don't know, he leaves his shoes out and then you decide to like put him out and he doesn't notice it. He just like, oh, cool. Like my shoes are here. Yeah. Like something that's something so simple. But um, if your intention was to get praise or whatever, and I'm not saying like there's not a space for that. I'm not saying it's not important. But if you don't get it, then does that mean you're not going to do it again? Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that's so crucial. And even as like, uh, you know, like the serving and the selflessness, because I feel like that's one of the things that we just talked about in one of our episodes, where it's like as single people, I think what happens is we get like really rigid in our routine. Mm-hmm. We get really rigid in the the way that we do our life and our schedule. Right. And then the Lord comes in. Yeah. And um, if we're wise, then we listen. Right. And if we're not, then we go around that mountain quite a few times. Right. right? And so, but I love that you're saying that. So just to wrap it, well, not wrap it up, but just to make it concise once again. You said to serve. Mm-hmm. And you said one more thing. What was it? Remind me. Be selfless. Be selfless. And communicate. communicate there you go. Communicate. So what I love about uh, what you said about communication is because like it is, I think like it's a learned language. And correct me if I'm wrong, because like um, me, like um, communication is, to me, communication is confrontation. And so um, I shy away from that a lot, Okay. <laughs> But then the more that I'm that I'm growing in that, I realize like even if it is confrontation or whether it is just a conversation, like what brings forth is like it's good fruit, right? It's right. reconciliation. Yeah. I think you're actually one of the people that you're the one that brought that scripture into my into my <laughs> mind um, that we have the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. And I know that that you've had that like in you for like years since mm-hmm. Butler's days. Mm-hmm. And so um, how how did you learn to communicate like? In the process of communicating, what is the one thing that you can say, like, this is a key factor in that? Um, your delivery, how you say it. Mm. How you say it. I mean, that for my marriage, like, that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, I can say the <laughs> darnest things, right? <laughs> but it's how I say it to him that he will actually hear me, mm-hmm. you know? Um so that's, and, and vice versa. Yeah. I want that same, but it's also because it's tied to respect, yeah. honoring, right? Don't talk to me that way yeah. or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's huge. It's like, okay, you need to know yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And how you communicate. It's like, give me two minutes because if I talk to you right now, it's not going to be nice. Yeah. So I really, and in, in, in marriage relationship, you need to know where you're at, yeah. who you are, how do you, how do you communicate in that aspect? Like me coming in, I, so we didn't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was more like, I'm angry and I would just ignore you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he, he was more like, let's deal with it now. Let's talk right now. And I was like, yeah. I have no words. I just need you. Yeah. I need yeah. you to chill. So now coming out of that, it's like, okay, we understand like, okay, I'm going to give her two minutes. Yeah. But in the beginning as that we were learning each other like that, 
I had to tell him, can you do me a favor? Mm. Come back to me literally in five minutes yeah. and tell me if I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Because knowing me, I wouldn't. I would just be like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. And, and I'll go to sleep like that, you know? Yeah. And so, no, I was like, I, I understood that this was an issue that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please come to me in five minutes and we'll talk about it. Yes. And I had to be ready for yeah. that, you know? Yeah. And so that's like you meet in the middle. Yeah. That gave you like a goal. And at yeah. the same time, it allowed you to go through your process. Exactly. And last thing that I want to touch on on this little bit, it's like, okay, so we, I don't think we paid enough attention to the vulnerability. So <laughs> when you finally started working through that, like what's an advice that you can give to people that have problems with vulnerability? What would you say to them? Um, honestly, it's, the first thing is that my safety is God, mm. right? And so you have to learn to be vulnerable to God yeah. and share those things. Because even for me, it was hard to do that. Yeah. It's like, well, Lord, will you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, but voice it out to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So being open and, and being open to, to being hurt, being open to doing that, mm. right? That was a protective mechanism for myself that I stayed here, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to open myself because of that. But honestly, just trusting God that he has my back. Mm-hmm. It, regardless with whatever relationship, what, at that point it was my husband. And so I had to remind myself, I said yes into working this yeah. out. I said yes to working this out. So I was like, I, you have to open yourself up, Jackie. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you get hurt. Yeah, that's really good. Because you have yeah. God to lean on. Yeah. God, not your husband, mm-hmm. because he had failed me, right? Yeah. Not anyone else, but you have me. Yeah. That's all you need. Yes. That's so good. And I, and that reminds me of the scripture. I know it's in Hebrews, but I don't know the exact <laughs> chapter where, um, it says that we have a high priest that knows how to sympathize with us, mm-hmm. right? And so when we give our, like, Jesus himself went through the stuff that we went through, right? Like he understands our pain and all that stuff. Like even in the gospels, it talks, I mean, first of all, like he opened himself up to Judas, right. yeah. knowing what was going to happen. Right. And then the very people that he was serving are the very people that ended up crucifying him. He knew very well what was going to happen. And he still opened himself up. And so as Christian, like Christian people, single people, married people, I think we constantly do our our best to try to avoid that. Not understanding that that's where we meet the comforter. That's Mm -hmm. where we meet the helper. And um, because we are like we do have to carry our cross. And so Mm -hmm. I think vulnerability is such a learned skill. Obviously not being as a term that we used in one of our podcasts is like that trauma dumping where it's like, you know, those people that are constantly like crying about well, like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a difference, yeah. right? There's a difference between allowing yourself to be vulnerable and then just being like a hot mess, like a damsel in distress. Well, I think too, I think one of the biggest things too was your identity, mm. knowing who you are in him. I know that was a huge thing with, um, me stopping, you know, the, the not going to work and being home and my time with the Lord. That was the first thing that he told me. You need to know who you are in, my, in yeah. me, who I say you are, not who Jackie says you are, not yeah. who the people around you says you are, not who what job, what career says you are in me. Because yeah. I was pursuing the things for everything that God is. Yeah. I was pursuing it for safety, for title, right? And all of these other things. Yeah. And so um, it's like knowing who you are positions you in authority to be able to be like, no, like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to open myself up to this person. I'm going to be vulnerable. Right. And and if you're not married, it's like even being vulnerable to the mentor. Yeah. Right. To, to your pastor, Mm -hmm. to, to doing that. Like it's scary thing. Yeah. 
It is. Oh, absolutely. It is. But it's like, but ultimately, I God says, this is who I am. What am I afraid of? Yeah. I think you just, for last season and this season, we've been talking a lot about working your stuff out before, because that's crucial. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of just brought it to the pinnacle of it, where it's like, you know, knowing who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. It's understanding whose image you're made in, you're made yep. in whose image the other person is made in. Because yes. the moment that you understand who you are, yeah. you begin to understand who yeah. other people are like. Um, and the Bible says that we are the cornerstones um, and building God's temple. We are God's temple. Mm -hmm. And so when we begin to see ourselves at God's temple, we understand you're also God's temple. Mm -hmm. And exactly. so we begin to honor each other in that way. Exactly. And then when we get to see our own weaknesses, because I think that's, that's when, you know, how you were talking about being in community and all that. I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people shy away from that is because there are, our vulnerabilities are exposed, mm -hmm. right? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And so, um, however, when you begin to have that self-realization of who God says that you are and who you have living inside of you, then all of a sudden, like, it's not so scary walking out through life or entering into marriage or the courtship and all that. Because you understand that the that God is constantly going to be there, right? And so I think you kind of just made it so. And I, I'm sure we've talked about it, but like for some reason right now, it just feels like it's the most simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know where to start, like what issues do I deal with in this moment? Like there's so many things that we can start, right? And we right. can start as we've been learning, like picking fruit as to the things that we need to do. But at the end of the day, if you're not um, confident in your identity with Christ then you're always going to try to be finding yourself in other yes. people. So with that being said, um, and to kind of just put a little nice bow on it, uh, I know that during your your guys' time that you guys were like going through that season, right, where you were working out the kinks <laughs> in the marriage, mm -hmm. what is an advice, that, a piece of advice that you would give to women who are feeling hopeless in their marriage in this moment? Honestly, at that time, that season of my life was, a season that I don't think I've ever had to and with my relationship with the Lord like that made me press in like I've never had mm. before so it was like it was a down thing right downfall that what we were going through mm. in a relationship but what came out of that even my relationship with the Lord was just like wow yeah you know what I mean so honestly Go full force with the Lord. Seek Him at every direction, yeah. at everything. Um, nothing is, or anyone, right, mm -hmm. um, is more valuable than what He has to say to you at this season of your life. Yeah. Um, and also what was crucial was having my pastors alongside me um, and encouragement and I'm praying for you and um even here's a scripture mm -hmm. or you know just having that to keep moving forward yeah um so that that that's that was huge and honestly even now uh 12 years in we still meet with them it's still it's i still have mar marriage counseling is is huge yeah. you know we might not be having those struggles then but it's always so important to have those refreshers yeah. right and so making sure we're like okay because you can get to a place where you're like comfortable. Yeah, maintaining. And, yeah, and that's that's danger zone. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. And so that's that's when you're the 40 years in, you know, and you're just existing. Yeah. So that's sad. That's like I absolutely don't want that. Right. He doesn't want that 
either. So um, honestly, Preston to God, he has all, and it sounds so like cliche, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he has the answers. No, but he's the one that gives you the peace right. in the midst of the storm. He's the one that you find that in and right. not anyone else. Um, and clearly not your husband or wife, you know, not the situation, but he is. Yeah. That's where I, I like, and even just, just, um, right. Um, searching the, the scriptures and studying. Um, but also that's where I started listening to podcasts and that's mm -hmm. where I started watching videos and reading so books and doing workbooks and journal journaling was huge for me. Um, I still journal, but I don't think as much as I did then. Yeah. Um, journaling was huge. So, so healing to my soul. It was my soul that needed that healing as well. Um, so yeah, like, and, and, and get, get connected with someone, um, even in that, just that batch, right? Because for me, I had to, not only did I need to be in the community of married people, mm -hmm. but people that were struggling with the same issue. Mm, that's a good, the yeah. same issue because it's tough when yeah. you're just in a group of married people and you hear, yes, you want to be happy for them. You want to yeah. do all of this and that. It's like you hear all these great success stories, all these testimonies of what's happening, but you're over here falling apart. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, it's like you do want to hear that because you're like, okay, there's hope. Yeah. You know, I will get there. Yeah. But at the time when you're in it, you need someone where it's like they're in the same thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's huge. That was huge. Yeah. And it's not like, because uh, I think the world says misery loves company, but it's not that at all. No. It's people that are enduring the same struggles, but at the same time fighting to overcome those struggles. Yes. Because that, that is the key difference. And there's right? a point of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's even a depth of understanding of, of, um, the empathy, right? Yes. Um, not that you don't have empathy for someone else going through that, but this is different. Right. Um, and you know, and I love my pastors for being so real because they're like, look, we've, we've gone through our own issues, our own issues, but not this issue yeah. itself. So we're just going to give you the information where you can find that. Yeah. You know, so I was grateful for them being honest, you yeah. know, and, um, and giving me the resources or giving us the resources to, to yeah. go and get the help there. Yeah. I think that's good. And I think that can be applied into so many different areas of your life because, one, time with the Lord and investment with learning God and learning His Word is going to transcend your relationships. It's going to go into every part of your mm -hmm. life. And at the end of the day, like, as the scripture says, like, this is the, the pearl of great price. It's like, it's to know the Lord. It's to have yes. Him. Because at the end of the day, like, marriages, um, yes, they're absolutely important and they're amazing. And we, it's definitely God's design, but it's God marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And so in order to be able to be even fulfilled in that realm, then you have to be fulfilled with the Lord. Yes. And so uh, I think that's absolutely amazing. And I, I'm telling you, you're, you're bringing in so many like little dynamics that I don't think anybody else has brought in. Um, even like just being around people. I think that's such a, not many people would say that out loud. Like, be around people that um, are going through the same thing, but there really is comfort in that. It's mm -hmm. the reason why single people hang yeah. out with single people. Yeah. It's the reason why married people hang out with married people. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, um, and I understand that we all have like good intentions, right? but sometimes it's like, you know what? Like, I don't need you to tell me things are going to be okay. Like, right. I need right. you to, I need you to let me understand. Like it sucks. Right. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can't meet me there, that's fine. Right. It's totally yeah, no, okay. She, yes, exactly. Because at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. I, yes, exactly. But don't I don't need a cheerleader. Yes. Right? And so yes. there is that difference. Yeah. But And I think Shekinah would say that too. Like, you know, with the stories that she shared, mm-hmm. it's like there's a reason why there was that support group, mm-hmm. right? Because you need people. It's like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm mm-hmm. going through that. So, yeah. but the, the thing about Shekinah also is that she was wise in knowing like, okay, it's time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah, like, I because, can't stay here anymore. Yes. Because then you do. You know, you're like, wait, I need the help. How am I helping you? Like, yeah. I'm not the therapist here. Or yeah. I'm not, you know, the, like, no, I need the help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that having the, the wisdom on when to. When it's time. Yeah. Out. That was it's huge. Okay. So, so many awesome things. But now I just want to transition into the next part of, of the set of questions and so one of the things about Jackie also is like, um, I think, um, I think you're like really stealth, right? Where it's like, you know, you, you have a huge part in a lot of things, but I don't think many of us are aware the, the, the impact of those things. And so one of those things is the way that you mentor, um, young girls and the way that you mentor women, period. And I think, like, for example, um, you mentored, you're, as you mentioned, that you and Jose lead the Camp Click. I don't know if you called it by name, but Children's Church mm-hmm. um, here at Greater Words Christian Church. And through that, you started mentoring some of the preteen girls and some of the girls in there, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Because especially in that age group, it's like, you know, the brain is literally changing. You're yeah. growing. You're going through so many things. And you don't even know what's going on. Like, especially um, a lot of these children that are growing up in the church right now are like you know their parents are the first generation christians Mm -hmm. and so now they're expected to grow up in this holy realm but Mm -hmm. they also like it's just you know it's it's a whole ball of wax in themselves so Mm -hmm. i'm bringing that up because why am i bringing that up (laughs) (laughs) um how i'm gonna jump around here because i realized i started with the wrong question Mm -hmm. but among all the young women that you mentor what do you find a common thing to be among the counseling sessions without exposing to yeah (laughs) no i think um and we mentioned this before kind of the issue is identity Mm -hmm. it's the identity um even in the little ones where they're like I'm so tossed, you know, they're going to school and they see like what their friends are doing and stuff like that. And there's like, they're so confused on what's right, you yeah. know, what's, it's like, but that's good. Yes, but it's not God, you know what I mean? And so um, with that, and obviously even the the older women and stuff, it's still identity. Mm-hmm. These are identity things, identity yeah. issues where, um, well, so-and-so, or I'm just this and that, you know, it's like, yeah you know let, let's calm down but also another thing is you know well the society's crazy with so the whole crazy. moral stuff yeah. and all of this so even coming back to that um bringing back those basic yeah. things because i was noticing i had done it for a few years now and i'm like there's something there's there's something going on right and then we see what's happening around us and now i'm like i see it with my kids like mm-hmm. what's happening here and i was like you know what we're gonna go back to the ten commandments Simple, yeah. Simple, right? And I was like, okay, well, let's go down the Ten Commandments. How do you, you know? Yeah. How are you, how did you do this week with that? Yeah. What did you break? And honestly, it's not, and not to throw anyone under the bus or anything, but even for me, it, it checks me. Yeah. Right? 
um, how are you doing under that? Mm-hmm. Like, first, obviously you have one God. Yes, God, yeah. <laughs> the Almighty God. Yeah. Two idols. What idols do you have? Mm-hmm. Adults have a lot of oh, idols. Absolutely. Uh, it's just not the kids. You know, the kids are like, well, TV and you know, <laughs> yeah. and and my phone. But even that, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, you, you we're we're here. We're sitting down here. You know, because you want to get stronger in you know your relationship with the Lord and. And you just want to be an overall amazing person. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to check these these right. parts, right? And so yeah. it goes for both the, the little kids and the older people. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. You know, um, the jealousy thing mm-hmm. or the, did you lie? You know, the, like, did you murder anyone? And the kids are like, <laughs> no, I didn't kill anybody. No, but it's like, did you hurt anyone with your yeah. words or your actions? You know, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a good check off. But ultimately it's, it's, based on yeah. identity and i think because uh, just recently i think as christians right we go we visit like different different churches we hear different people and all these things and insight is wonderful and awesome it's amazing to get different perspective but at the end of the day like it really comes down to reading the word holy spirit prayer and so i think that's that's cool what you're saying because like how you're saying about identity and how do you find identity? Well, you do those three things. Right. And so it really is simple. Yeah. Like the Lord never. He's not here to complicate exactly. things. We complicate them. <laughs> yeah. We are the complicated ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the problem. We're the problem. We're also yeah. the solution. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> um, so Jackie, <laughs> back to the question that was supposed to be first. <laughs> um, with everything that we've talked about and all the different topics that we've touched on, what do you, well, I guess we probably just answered it, but what do you think is the biggest challenge in this woke culture when it, when it comes to dating and relationships? Yeah, it goes kind of what I touched on, but also I think I did touch that on this earlier, but even just the fantasy person of who you have, like, yeah. What you, sh- you know, this is who I should be marrying or this is who I should, you know, it's like, no, that's not, that's who the world tells you. Yeah. That's who your friend told you. That's who your parents have told you to, yeah. to marry, to do, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, you need to come, you need to, to say goodbye to that fantasy person. You literally have to write a letter. Yeah. Like that was part oh, of my, that's yes. really good. Tell us about that. Yes. You write a letter to your fantasy person. Hmm. Um, it was, you know, nice knowing you, you have taken, um, a lot of my time. You have given me a bad image of whatever, like you're literally talking to this person that you've created and you're saying goodbye. Yeah. Like me and you are, we're over. It's over. What, Lord, who do you have for me? That is so good. Who do you have for me? Because now your your expectations are based off of this person. Yeah. And so out of your brokenness often. Come, yes, and after, yes, definitely. So if this person that looks like this does not come through the door, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, next. Yeah. Next. No, f- that's you know. so good. And yeah. I had to do that for myself too with my husband, mm-hmm. right? Because I, ex- I expected him to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, but that was not fair to him. Yeah. He couldn't meet those expectations. So he's always a failure in my eyes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, no, you say that goodbye. That is so good. Chop the letter. Yeah. We're done. And that, that letter thing, it's a practice that we've done um, in so many different areas, yes. right? Like, uh, I've never, again, I've never heard it and doing it with this fantasy person, but I know that there's been times like, because I think a lot of, um, a lot of us deal with like internal things, right? So even if there was like a expectation of yourself and you're not there, it's like, okay, like, 
writing a letter to that or mm-hmm. your parents or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. It sounds very like, I don't like, it just sounds very, I, I don't know the right word <laughs> yeah. to say this, but it's to me, when I first started writing letters, mm-hmm. to me, it was like very like strange, like right. what is this going to do? Right. And right. then, you know, uh, in one of the classes that we do here at, at, at church, they have you sit next to the person uh, in front of one of the pastors and pretend that it's that person. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm like bawling. The chair chair exercise. Because it works like, um, you know, these are things that you're probably visualizing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know with me, like in in the past, like when I, when I've dated people and it didn't work out, like I've had to write those letters and be like, okay. And sometimes I have to do it more than once. Right. And that actually helps me deal with the process because, Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's healthy to not have that conversation with that person. Right. Yeah. I mean, mean, oftentimes it's wise. And so uh, it's like doing those letters, I think. It's definitely an exercise that you guys may want to adopt. And if you want more information on that, definitely reach out to us because it's something so simple that can really Mm -hmm. bring in. It's like journaling. It can bring in a lot of like inner healing and just help you process things. Mm -hmm. And I find it that even to me, like writing it down as opposed to like that even helps because it like mind to paper. Right. Right. And so that's absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. That's really good piece of advice. Okay, so next is. Uh, we've touched on a lot of it, so I have to like go through it. <laughs> what is okay? So let's talk about this a little bit more. I know that we touched on it, but your upbringing. How did your upbringing give you a certain perspective on marriage, and how do you see it differently today? Um, it was it was tough. It was interesting. Again, it was not something that I was looking forward to. Right, the marriage thing. Not something I wanted because it's not what I. What I would see is like, oh, that's yeah. boring or that's, I don't want that. But also what I saw in my household with my parents, it was more of the role, right? The man does this yeah. and the woman does this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily as the husband and the wife. It was like, no, the men, mm-hmm. this is what men do. And this is what women do in the house. Yeah. And that was like, I, ha- I absolutely hated that. Mm-hmm. And I was one to speak back. Right, you know like and so i would tell like my dad i'd be like no you get it (laughs) no you do that well my mom would love to be served yeah you know and i would and i would challenge that because it just irritated me so much yeah you know and i don't know why honestly i was just like where did i get that from i don't know um but that irritated me so much i was just like absolutely not so i was like getting married i'm like i'm not i'm definitely gonna be like that Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to be the pushover. I'm not going to be, yes, sir, like servant, yeah. you know. But it's so funny how God says that marriage should be, right? Yeah. Now seeing it, it's like, wow, marriage is, is being a servant. Yeah. It's called servant marriage, yeah. right? <laughs> Serving each other. Yeah. And not like, okay, you're my servant and you do what I do. No, but it's out of respect right. and out of love, yeah. out of adoration, mm-hmm. out of a desire yeah. to I desire to do this for you, yeah. vice versa, right? And again, back to First Peter three. I just I love how with that those scriptures that they say like with the wives, you do this, mm-hmm. right? And the husbands do this, like, and and I want to I want to read that because it's yeah, so please. it's so so it says. And now let me speak to the wives. Be devoted to your own husbands, so that even if some of them do not obey the word of God, your kind conduct may win them over without you saying a thing. Mm. Right. And so and a lot of like issues, women's like, oh, you know, I'm so frustrated with this and that. It's like 
what are you doing about it? Yeah. And I, we get that from, we all know Pastor Linda, <laughs> yeah. famous words, right? It's like, okay, if, if this person never changes, and again, it's nothing like unbiblical, nothing like right. abusive and stuff like that. Like that's another. Yeah, that's a whole that's different a whole other, context. Yeah. Yes. But like, if he never changes or if she never changes, what are you going to do about right. it? What, how are you going to conduct? So that's, that scripture is exactly what she advises yeah. people. And so it's like, okay, well, that, that's what that says. And then with men, husbands, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserve to be honored for they are co-heritors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with you of the divine grace of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Mm. So it's like the men are the ones that they're the leader role, right? Yeah. The leaders in the home. And so they obviously have to lead spiritually. And if their prayers aren't being heard, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, let's check why, yeah. right? And so it says with tenderness, meaning uh, also it says here, like the, the, um, to take consideration, consider that their desire and yeah. their delight. What do they desire? Mm-hmm. What do they delight in? Take that into consideration. Good, yeah. You guys are a team. We're a team here. Yeah. It's not one upping. In the beginning of our marriage, I'm going to tell you, it was a one-upping game. It's like, oh, really this? Uh, I'm yeah. going to get you with this. Uh, you know, and it was like really stabs. And it's like, ouch, that hurts, that yeah. hurts. But ultimately, we were both hurt. Right. You know, we were with all of our issues and stuff. But seeing the the revelation of, wait, we're on the same team here. Yeah. And I honestly, I just, I want to, I want to please you. You want to please me. And how are we going to do this together? Yeah. So we're serving each other. That's so that's right. why, like, if you're not married learn to serve you need to yeah. learn to serve others and um being selfless yeah because that's what you that's what you're bringing into marriage it's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of work but it's so rewarding it's, yeah it's beautiful and it's a calling being married is a calling yeah you know what i mean well and it's, it's a calling yeah. and something that we're gonna on judgment seat we're going to have to be like, well, this is what I present to you. Yeah. You know, how are you going to present that, that yeah. your husband and your wife to yeah. the Lord? Exactly. And it's what we constantly mention here in the podcast. And there's, there's such an attack on it mm-hmm. um, because it's the picture of, of Jesus and his bride. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what it is. And it is a calling and it's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I think to desire it is healthy, but to yeah. idolize it, I think that's where people get weird, yes. right? The, yes. the idolizing, the yes. um, thinking that this person is going to save Come you from save God knows yeah, what. Yeah, he's not your savior. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's somebody to enjoy life with, yes. right? And to build with and yeah. to leave a legacy and generations because ultimately that is the ultimate calling, right? And so um, that is amazing. You know, I, I think these questions, I'm just going to ask you, <laughs> Because uh, all the, the questions I think we touched on them like in one way or another. Yeah. And so my question to you is like, um, you know, knowing our audience, a lot of our audience tends to be very, um, they're either younger Christians or um, a lot of them are starting to date, um, are starting to do, are starting to date the right way. Or we constantly talk to people that, you know, maybe, maybe afraid of being vulnerable and all these things. So with all of this in mind, what is um, something that you want to leave the audience with like what something that's burning in your heart whatever it may be if anything yeah <laughs> well um honestly i would say something i carry with me 
in any new thing or that I do, right? It's like, what am I afraid of? Mm. I have God on my side, right? We should be taking um, more, what is it called? We should be taking more um, risks. risks. We should be taking more risks, right? Of obviously, the, if the Lord, the Lord is leading you, yeah. but take those risks. The Lord is the one that gives you the, the boldness, yeah. the mm -hmm. courage. The Holy Spirit is leading you and giving you the words and doing all of this, yeah. right? So don't be so afraid. Um, I think also perfectionism, yeah. being perf the perfect yeah. person, right? Don't be afraid to just say yes mm -hmm. to things, um, honestly. And, and I think that's, yeah. One thing that I want to touch on, which I think, at least from this perspective, you're pretty good at is, correct me if I'm wrong, right. but I think you genuinely have this gift where you've gone into a place where you really don't care what people think. <laughs> and, and, oh. Legitimately, like, you know, there's people that are confident and like, despite, but like with you, I think it reaches, it reaches your ear and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, they were saying that? Like, I didn't even. <laughs> um, and so, um, because I think a lot of us are influenced by, like you mentioned, like we're influenced by our circle around us and everything, and which is kind of counter, like, it sounds like we're going against what we said, right? Getting to a community and all that stuff. But at the, there's also a time mm -hmm. where not everybody's going to understand what's going on in your life. Yeah. And then that's when you have to really hone in on the voice yeah. of God. So yeah. talk to us about that. I think, honestly, the importance of that is knowing what season you're in. Mm. Knowing the seasons that you're in is so crucial because that's what's going to determine your yeses and your noes, right? Mm -hmm. And along the way, you, you learn that noes are very anointed word. Yeah. It's, it's an anointed word. Um, but I think that helps you stay on track on what God has for you. Yeah. And so all these things that come your way, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, yes, th there are times where, yes, that, whoa, ouch, that hurt. Yeah. But I'm not going to stay there. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay there. And, and I love my husband for this because he'll check, you know, you're good. You're checking mm -hmm. in, you know, checking in, are you good? Um, or I have him to be like, okay, this is what I have to kind of throw off yeah. type of thing. Or I just, just pray for me where I don't even have to give him any details of any sort of nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. But just pray for me. Yeah. And I feel that that strength to keep on going. Yeah. Right. And, and it's crazy because I just think of like, taking a hike and we just took a hike recently and it's take a hike take a hike <laughs> and it was all these obstacles that came in I had I have done this hike before not fully but I had and then so yeah it was new terrain in the uh, towards the second half of it and but there was all these obstacles that were the trees were down and so oh. you couldn't even see the the um the trail on some of them you're we like well where is the trail is it off going off the cliff oh. you know but Honestly, I had thought of it. I was just like, but I'm not going back. Mm. I'm not going back to that. What What is back here that yeah. I should look forward to? It's like yeah. nothing. There's nothing. I've learned a lot of things from back here, yeah. but I'm not going to stay back there. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow my, my mind, my thoughts to stay back there. Yeah. Because you do, you end up, it's a whole downhill, right? When you allow your mind to go there. 
in the past, you're just like, woe is me. Yes. And then depression or mm -hmm. all of these other things and the bitterness yeah. and resentment and all of that comes along. But I was like, what's back there? Yeah. No. If it says Holy Spirit helps you, he's he leads the mm -hmm. way, he leads the way forward. He doesn't yeah. lead it back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So it doesn't like those things. I'm like, and I know I have to be careful, too, because I'm like, ah, I don't care. I don't care. But I also have to be careful. It's like, well, some things you should care, Jackie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is important. And yeah. I'm like, OK, well, Lord, what are you doing? Like, yeah. where? Yeah. And so even in my in the season where I'm in, I'm like, I'm going more towards I'm, I'm every decision and everything that I that I'm saying uh, that I want to do is I'm bringing it to him first. Yeah. And a, a lot of the times, not that I haven't in the past, I have, but and now it's like, no, Lord, I need your direction yeah. for this. Again, is this a good thing or a God thing? Yeah. And I think because my past has a lot to do with that, with the good thing and the God mm -hmm. thing, with even going into nursing school, like doing nursing. Yeah, that was a good thing. That's a good thing being a nurse, but it wasn't a God thing for me. Right. So I think just having those things from my past, like those are the things that, that drive me, help me yeah. move forward, yeah. even my future yeah. ahead. You know, so seasons are so big for me. Like, okay, what did I learn in this season? Mm -hmm. What season am I in? What are you showing me? What am I going to take? And it doesn't, and I don't like to have a big old list. Okay, Lord, you're doing all of this. No, yeah. it's like one or two things because that's how I, that's how I'm able to actually grasp yeah. what the Lord is telling me to do mm -hmm. or let go of or whatever yeah. that season. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that's so good because even like with, with, we're so quick to move on. But like, even if we think about David, like, when he was running away from Saul, like that was an entire season that lasted years. Yeah. And during that time, the Lord was teaching him how to be a leader. Yes. And so we're like, okay, well, you taught me this already. Like help move on to the next yes. thing. But I think, uh, I know I've mentioned this before, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. Abraham had his own story. Uh, Abraham had his own story. Jacob has had his own story. And Israel had his own story. Mm -hmm. And so the three of them perfected quote unquote, perfected one thing, mm -hmm. right? Each of them discovered God in one way. And then the next generation was able to build on that. Right. And so I think um, I think what you said is amazing. Learn, And I know that's one of the things that you definitely sold into me. It's like, dude, just like pay attention to what God is doing here. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jackie, so much for coming out. Thank you for having for me. For joining us at Who's in the Vine. Um, everybody to connect with Jack. I mean, can they connect with you? Like, is that a thing? Just on Instagram. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I have Facebook, but I don't I don't like that. Who even has Facebook <laughs> anymore? But it's me out. so check her out on on Instagram. We'll Love tag her that. for sure. <laughs> and as always, pray for your single friends because it's hard out here. <laughs> <laughs>